Hey everybody, what up? It's Brian. I hope you're doing good. I want to put a little disclaimer before this episode. This was a video podcast that we recorded, and it turns out that after we recorded the video, it actually shut off on us about 14, 15 minutes in. So if you hear us throughout this audio episode talking about some video-related stuff, please just disregard it, and we'll be coming back at you soon with the video footage once we're able to work through the cameras. Thank you so much. Welcome to Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. Now here are your hosts, Nina and Brian Dixon. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Deep Thoughts with the Dixons. This is episode number 12. And as many of you have already known that we've been trying to get video podcasts up. So Well, it's here. <laughs> it's finally welcome. here. And our 1 through 11, episodes 1 through 11 can still be found on all uh, audio podcasting platforms. But from 12 and here on out, we'll have them up on YouTube with videos and we'll have them all up on audio podcast platforms as well. You can also rent them from your local bookstore. Yeah, for a dollar. <laughs> Pay up. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So first things first, let's get into our lifestyle tip. Cool. Raw foods. Let it rip. It's on raw foods. That's you. That's your department. Yeah, sure. So lifestyle tip of the week. I think that a lot of us really get in a habit of eating predominantly cooked food. And what it does is over a period of time, it actually creates a lot of acidity within the body. And it's always better to be in much more of an alkaline state versus an acidic state. Because when you're in a primarily acidic state, that's when you start to get sick. When you start to have mucus that starts to develop within your cells and inflammation begins to occur. And uh, if you do it for a long enough period of time, that's when you start having, you know, very bad illnesses that can actually present themselves. And so the way to prevent that or even heal that if you are in that state is to shift that acidic level within your body to a more alkalinity. And by doing so, it'll start providing you with a lot of interesting benefits. And the way you do that is by eating more raw foods. So if you can try to shift and eat a lot more raw foods on a daily basis than what you would eat with cooked foods, you're really going to be putting your body in a much better state of alkaline. And it's going to help you with an energy. It's going to help you with allergies. It's going to help you like your skin will look cleaner. And I think that you'll have a lot more clarity within your thought processes. It's really going to alleviate that brain fog and just make sure that on a daily basis, you're really doing everything that you can to try to incorporate more raw foods just because there's so much health within them. And, you know, whenever we're eating foods, we've talked about this in past episodes, but you really want to try to eat as close to light as possible. And what we mean by that is, sunlight which has uh, information stored in it through light photons that actually enters the uh, crops when they're grown and they're grown and then you are taking those crops through harvest and you're purchasing them at the store and you're eating them and those are probably the closest to light that you can get right these are living foods they're raw fruits and vegetables and uh, by incorporating those more within your diet you're going to keep yourself in a state of alkalinity and the more you cook things, it's going to remove a lot of those uh, natural light information uh, statuses within these actual types of goods that you're consuming through fruit and vegetables. And so one of the things that we really try to do is really try to incorporate as much raw food as possible. 
Uh, you know, lately we've been actually trying to make a much better habit out of it where usually the first half of my day is primarily raw foods and I don't usually eat a cooked meal until later in the evening. Now, if you're super big into working out, depending on what your workout protocol looks like, like if you're very big into weightlifting, I don't recommend eating like too much raw food, like definitely incorporate more into your diet, but you need that cooked food to keep your energy levels up. If you're doing more body weight type exercises, I think that is better in terms of having much more of your diet be raw. But I think pretty much everybody in society could easily incorporate a lot more raw foods into everything they're eating on a daily basis. I know for me, it's like really helped with my like skin issues. I told you like the eczema around my eyes and stuff. The more raw I eat, and it, it wasn't on purpose. It was just something I started doing. And like more watermelon, more fruits, more vegetables that weren't cooked or boiled. That's when I realized that my skin was better. It was glowing. I didn't have any breakouts. Mm-hmm. It was smoother. It was cleaner. It was brighter. You're more energized, like you said. You stay. Very, it's very easy to stay lean. You don't really have to be, you know, busting your ass at the gym or whatnot. Um, it just helps, and you can avoid a lot of diseases in um, society that I feel like people are so prone to get, and they think it's normal to get them, mm-hmm. like diabetes or cancer or thyroid issues. This, this, I feel as this, as if this has become like a common thing, and people just accept it, and. I firmly believe that it's not common. It shouldn't be common. Disease should not be common for us. If we eat the right foods and we do so in balance, I think that we can avoid a lot of these health issues. There's actually a, speaking of raw foods and what you were just saying and really helping alleviate illnesses, there's a bunch of doctors out there that are more holistic healers that have learned that you can actually go on some of these raw food protocols for a period of time to help eliminate some terminal illnesses. And a doctor that did a phenomenal job at this his name was dr max gerson and i believe it's in mexico maybe mexico city Mm -hmm. that he created uh, the doctor dr gerson cancer treatments there and when he was first testing this concept he would put people that had terminal cancer cancer that doctors were telling them that they only had you know six months to a year to live he would basically put them on a protocol where he would remove all the pharmaceuticals they were taking. He would not allow them to do chemo or any type of other drug-induced treatment in terms of cancer. And he would put them on a raw food juice diet. And they would basically be drinking so many gallons of raw fruits and vegetables every single day and uh, doing some other light types of exercise that came with it. But it was a lot of rest and a lot of raw juice, fruits and vegetables. And he was remarkable with the amount of people that he was able to heal that doctors had said these people were going to die. There was no way they were going to make it. It was only, you know, how long until they were able to stay alive. And ever since then, he created this Dr. Max Gerson's Treatment Center in Mexico, and his family has carried on his work because he's no longer with us. But he's had just phenomenal results in healing people. And Dr. Sebi, S-E-B-I, is another guy that really... Uh, He passed away recently, but he was an evangelist of this type of treatment in terms of how raw food engages with the cells in our body to really keep us healthy. There is not a huge importance, at least there wasn't for people like when we were growing up on like the raw diet. And I feel like we grew up in a generation where meat and cheese, canned food and processed food was chosen over fresh produce you know but there's a couple things that i think people should really research and look into and one of them is 
You should always buy fruits and vegetables that are in season, which we always try to do. Mm-hmm. You should always, when you're eating, especially when you're juicing, if you're raw juicing like fruits and vegetables and like an omega juicer or something or a Vitamix, you should not just take any and all vegetables and fruits and just juice them and drink that. In Ayurvedic medicine, which comes from the Eastern world, um, they teach you how your body can only get the most nutrients out of certain fruits and vegetables. And when paired with specific other fruits and vegetables, that's enhanced or what's the opposite of enhanced? Dehanced? <laughs> Whatever. Underhand, under-enhanced <laughs> if, you don't, um, if, you, if you do that. So what I'm trying to say is you can't just take peppers and bananas and watermelon and you know celery and lemon and all this stuff and ginger juice it up and think you're being healthy no you should google this and research this under ayurvedic medicine and see like what fruits and vegetables should be paired together i know that i've been on a watermelon kick lately and i know that watermelons or any melon type of fruit should not be juiced with any other fruit or taken with any other fruit or eaten with any other fruit they should only be taken by themselves yeah, I actually was doing some research on watermelon recently because we were down in Florida and I got like a really bad sunburn. And I learned that, you know, the more coffee you drink, it actually is very dehydrating, obviously. But if you know you're going to be out in the sun for any period of time, you should try to steer clear of coffee altogether or else it can actually enhance the uh, rate at which you can become sunburned because you become so dehydrated from drinking coffee. And I'm not a big coffee drinker. I'll have like an espresso here and there. But when we were on this trip, I was drinking more coffee than yeah. I ever do. And I got like a really bad sunburn from it. And what I learned was that you could actually replace the like coffee with watermelon juice for people yeah. that are looking for a big energy kick in the morning to, you know, cut the coffee and drink like a huge bottle of watermelon juice and with all the natural occurring electrolytes in there, it actually can give you more enhanced energy than what you would get from drinking a cup of coffee, potentially. Agreed. And I'm not saying that cooked, I mean, cooked food, it tastes just so damn good. I understand that. But heating food up in certain vegetables, like it takes the nutrients away. That's why you want to avoid doing that. You want to avoid, why do you think we avoid fried foods and heavy foods and baked foods? And now I feel like they have all these kinds of instruments out there like air fryers and whatnot. It's like try to stay as raw as possible or incorporate more raw foods into your diet. And you'll you'll be much better off in the long term. Today's confidence, today's confidence, today's topic is about confidence. Um, I think this this I was inspired to do this episode because someone a couple weeks ago was mentioning to me that she is like, you know, just getting over a fear of going to the gym and like working out in front of that mirror where everyone else is like lifting weights and stuff. And it like took me back to like 10 years ago when I started working out in law school with you. Remember we were going to Planet Fitness together? We used to go to Planet Fitness. (laughs) Anyways. And just pump incredible. So here's a funny story. Planet Fitness has these giant alarms in them. If anyone's ever been in a Planet Fitness before. I think Planet Fitness is absolutely absurd. And I'll tell you why in a second. But... When you're in there, it has these giant... Clearly, we're not sponsored by Planet Fitness. (laughs) (laughs) They have these uh, giant alarms in there called Lunk Alerts or Lunk Alarms. And what a Lunk is, is this fictional character they've created and they put on their walls 
that is basically like this incredibly big meathead. And a lunk alert is when you like see this guy or a girl in the gym who's like slamming their weights down on the ground and they call that a lunk. So anytime you're in that gym, if you like slam your weights down on the ground purposefully or by accident, it triggers something in this lunk alarm and it's like rare, rare, like it goes crazy on the, uh, in, on the uh, wall, like and the whole gym becomes super noisy from it. And I just remember being up there and just like accidentally the dropping a weight or something and then it would go off. But the other thing I think is obnoxious about Planet Fitnesses is that they will like line the front door like a certain days of the week with like pizzas and donuts. Just like so when people get done working out, they can go eat a bunch of pizzas and donuts. I guess it's job security for them, but I think it's so absurd. Yeah, they were going by the whole like it's a ch- we should be allowed a cheat meal once a month, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so I was inspired by it to talk about that because it took me back to like 10 years ago when I just started learning to lift weights and it was actually Brian who was teaching me and he would like walk all over the place, super confident, knows what he does. And remember simplyshredded.com? Mm-hmm. That's what I would use for females. And so I would be on there. I'd write my workout on my phone in my notes section and he'd be going around doing what he had to do and I would be like trying to follow him but do like the female version of it. And I remember there'd be just a bunch of guys, all ages, in the weight section where there's a huge mirror. And that's where I started to get a little bit fearful. And I started to put my headphones in super loud, no eye contact with anybody in the gym. I had like this resting bitch face on all the time, used to call me out on it. But I used to do it out of fear that nobody talked to me because I was so insecure and had no confidence in what I was doing because I was so new at it. And then I would go up and just stare at her directly. Yeah, you would bug me the whole time. But... It happened to me like I was so fearful a couple times people have tapped me on the shoulder there at that gym and been like, hey, you want to go slow and then you want to squeeze. You're going to hurt yourself with what you're doing. (laughs) Could you imagine like how mortified I was? They're trying to probably trying to get at you. No, I was. Listen, this is so I understood what this girl was telling me. And it just was like, I know how that feels. I don't like it either. I don't like talking to people at the gym. I was the same way. I had a huge fear of that. Let me listen to my candy shop by 50 and leave me alone. And watch music videos in between sets. But that's that's what I went through too. So I understood and I thought, you know what, that could be a good a good topic to talk about because many of us now I've I've known this person my whole life. Many of us go through these issues in silence. You know, you might think that someone looks really confident in what they're doing. Um, they're taking all these risks or they're trying all these new things, but you don't really know, we don't know what they're overcoming internally to be able to take that step, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, take the podcast for an issue. This is a huge step today for us. And he might look calm and controlled and confident, but that's because he is. Myself, I'm like getting over a little hump every time. So I think it's a lot. It says a lot for people who are overcoming things, but also the ones who aren't there yet. They shouldn't just automatically think, oh, she's so confident or he's so confident. Like I guarantee you 90% of the people out there are trying to overcome something. They're leaning into it. So they're just as scared as you are, but they're just taking an act, affirmative action towards what they want to do. And I think that's important because none of us should be suffering in silence or dealing with things in silence. It's not helpful. Um, that's why we care to talk about this topic today. But I think there's two reasons as to why confidence is so important. And one of them being is that Many, many of us suffer, like I said earlier. There's a lot more people than we think that go through it. So this could this could apply to a lot of people who are watching mm-hmm. and or listening. And the second is that I think a really good, healthy sense of self-confidence 
in yourself, in your abilities, in your goals, in your dreams, and just in you as general as a human person on this planet with all these other people can set you up for success and a much more happier, fulfilling life. Go ahead. I was going to say, I think another reason that there tends to be a lack of confidence in certain people is because we live in a society where it almost seems to be praised to copy other people as opposed to be authentic with yourself. And so people are constantly on a daily basis projecting a view of themselves that maybe they don't feel authentic with so that they feel like they could fit in with others. And when you're doing that, you are actually not aligning with your sole purpose and your path. And so it may feel empty. You may feel not confident. You may feel depressed from it. And the more that you end up aligning with what makes you feel good on a daily basis, the more confident you become. And at first, it's pretty scary because you're like, okay, I really want to do this, but how am I going to be perceived, right? But once you start doing it and you really just drop that facade that you've been living for a long time and go after what it is that you feel most authentic with, you're going to notice this switch within yourself and you're going to notice that as you start gunning it towards your goals and towards what you want that you believe in, your confidence level will boost and soon enough other people will notice it within you and it will probably transform for the better the way that you're viewed. So all this whole time that you may have been fearful of, you know, how will I be perceived for going after these things that I want? In time, you'll actually be respected for it and people will look up to you for that. I agree. That's a really good point. I think you're right. It's because of a lack of self-confidence that people try to copy other people. And it's like it's the scariest thing to go do your own thing. It's like the, it's the scariest thing to not follow the crowd. But ultimately, that is what gives you confidence later down the road in life to keep doing that. And this doesn't just apply to um, career or work or fitness. I think this applies to our relationships. The more self-confident you are, I think the healthier relationship you can have with somebody and not just a relationship between a man and a woman or a husband and a wife or a boyfriend and girlfriend i also think that confidence in yourself when you're with your friends or in your friendships because i have to say i can count probably one solid friendship i have like a lot of friends but like my one solid friendship is like she's so confident in herself with me and i'm so confident in myself with her that it brings this confidence between us that like Mm -hmm. It's just a solid friendship. And what does that leave? What is What happens with that? You have two people literally being there for each other all the time, not trying to babysit someone, not getting mad if someone didn't call someone or, you know, so-and-so didn't text me or she didn't text me first or it's been four days and she didn't text me. There is none of that BS that happens. Mm-hmm. I know guys are a little bit different, but with women, there seems to be this cattiness. But what I have seen is if I'm friends with somebody who's super confident in them and, and has that confidence in me, It has 1,000% enhanced my friendships. And something else that can be challenging too when you're trying to find your authentic self is that other people around you may challenge you or just flat out call you crazy for the things you're trying to do. Like I remember for me personally, when I first started getting involved in cryptocurrency, there were so many people, the majority of people around me were looking at me like I was nuts, like looking at me like I was crazy, like throwing my money down the drain, like investing in time and research, trying to understand this technology better. And 
I always was a little confused about it. I wouldn't say that it like lowered my confidence level in it because whenever I first learned about it, I kind of had this switch that went off where it just made sense to me. And I always interpreted it as others being like, I was like, well, maybe they just don't understand it yet. You know, like, like they'll get there. It'll take time. But, you know, I was getting challenged all the time with it. I was getting, being like, you're crazy, Brian. What are you doing? Like, you're throwing your money away. And I was like, well, it makes sense to me. I just don't, I don't, I didn't understand how they didn't get it yet, but I just had to be patient because I knew in time they would. And so I remained very confident down that path. And soon enough, like three, four years later, I was getting asked by the same people that were calling me crazy if I could guide them and how to do it, you know, because it became very, very popular in the mainstream media and I was just several years ahead of it. And they were like, you know, how do I get access to this? How do I invest in this? But can you want, can you explain it to me? And I'd be like, well, read the books I wrote, you know, four years ago and check it out. And I think it'll be a lot of valuable information in there for you. And then that turned into, you know, obviously speaking engagements and all sorts of other stuff and being able to consult with companies all around the world and helping them understand it. But it was because it just made sense and I didn't let people challenging me mm-hmm. decrease my level of confidence in something that made sense to me and I knew was right and it was my most authentic self like I knew something to my core that this technology was going to completely transform the world in all these different ways but a lot of people just didn't understand it yet and nowadays you know it's become this big hype and there's this huge buzzword around it and so many more people now do understand it and they're getting a much better understanding of it and they're starting to catch up. But it took a lot of time and years of people really challenging me that I could have let it decrease my confidence, but I was like, no, I know this is going to work. I know it's going to happen. And I just kept gunning it straight along. Let's get into something that I, that I think is very important, but maybe not many people think about that's important to gain confidence. It's like you're trying to bolster your confidence. And I think the first very simple thing we can do We talked about in episode 10, I want to say, it was all about gratitude. I think that if we can root ourselves in gratitude, um, it will focus on all the good things in our life, which will make us focus on the good in ourselves. You know, it'll make us believer. It'll make us more positive. We'll get to see the good on things. So our mind is now focused on the good. Our mind is focused on positivity and possibilities. You know, like I can, we can, or... You know, earlier you and I were talking that I this morning when I was thinking about this topic, I was like, you know, I think my like I think lack of confidence, the root is that people care too much about praise or criticism for others. So it kind of like halts them into fear from doing something. And I asked you, I'm like, but is it like that for everyone? You think that's the one single root cause? And, And Brian had said, no, I don't think that's the root cause. I think it's a factor. I think other factors are what about people who maybe, you know, Uh, suffered an injury and can't play football as good as they did before or like their job is in jeopardy that has nothing to do with praise or criticism of other people Mm -hmm. which is true and so now i'm thinking like this gratitude um tip that i have that i'm thinking of it applies to no matter how what your cause of your lack of self-confidence is it applies to all of it because if you could be grateful that you have, you just pretend it's a shoulder injury. Well, at least I have a shoulder and I have doctors and it's being repaired and eventually it'll be repaired. And I can, with the right training and persistence and strength, I can get to being a good football player. That's what you start to focus on. So instead of focusing on my injury, on my injury, on my injury, you start to focus on, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm healing. I'm in the process. There's going to be progress. There's going to be steps to this and I will become the best player even better than I was before. And I think that's where um, the shift happens. On the other hand, if you have somebody 
who is scared or like controlled by other people's um, praises or criticisms, that's wh- or opinions and judgments for that matter, that's where you can start to think, well, I'm grateful to be me. I'm grateful to be surrounded by people who do support me. I do have friends and family who do egg me on and believe in me. I believe in me. This is something that I want and I have to honor myself. And I'm grateful to be healthy and happy and and have a mind that's working in order to like have these ideas that I want to execute on. Yes, I'm a little scared of how people are going to receive this. And if my friends or other friends or, you know, other family members are going to be judgmental of me, I'm a little scared of that. But you start to focus on the ones who are there for you you focus on the things that are good for you that's what boosts your confidence i think like always being grateful and seeing the good will help you take that step forward and not make you freeze in your steps sure i think you also have to just release the feeling to need to be valued by others yeah you really need to understand how to be valued by yourself and nobody else because if you can't understand how to create happiness and value for yourself you're going to be in a lot of trouble and it's going to be a big challenge for you and it's definitely going to deflate your confidence Mm -hmm. and so people all day long will you know tell you you're not doing something right or they would do it a different way and a lot of times what i've learned is people will come at you because they aren't doing what you're doing or they they think they would do it a different way or maybe they're even worried about you because you're taking a path that's so different from what the ones that they're on but they're staying there out of fear and um, i don't catch it as worried though do you and i look at anybody in our lives who are like if if joe over there is doing something different and timmy over there is doing something different and you and i are friends with them do we worry about them or like if we don't agree with what they're doing are we worried or are we like not able to tell ourselves we just don't understand what they're doing and instead of saying that or acknowledging that we simply project so i think that's part of it i think when it's the people that are closest to you a lot of times it's a worry in their eyes because there's a fear that of the unknown whereas the situation that you just laid out yeah i think if it's just some random person that you don't know no i'm not but that worried fear, about but that them. fear is coming from not just of the unknown the fear is also they just don't understand it well, that's part of it. Yeah, it's fear of the unknown and it's and also and they, they don't understand what you're doing maybe as well as you do. So they're projecting that fear onto you. Yeah, I agree. But you got you got to be careful with that and the people you surround yourself with because that can definitely affect your confidence levels. And until you can understand and motivate yourself and be happy and positive with yourself, there's the potential of that to kind of tearing you down after a period of time. You know, you there's that quote that's like you you know, you are the five people that you hang out with the most often. And so if you're hanging out with people that are constantly telling you you can't do something, then it's only going to take so long before you start believing that. So you got to transition yourself to people that are telling you you can do anything. Just keep at it. You can do it. And if you don't have those people around you, once you start thinking that way, I guarantee you you will attract those people into your life. But you also have to have the self-confidence to be able to do that yourself with nobody. Like be able to be like, I'm going to do this and nobody's going to tell me I can't do it. This also goes into want doing things that you want to do and not doing things that you think other people want you to do or society wants you to do. That's when you have these like push and pulls with confidence, right? You're doing it and you feel confident because it's expected of you. So you feel proud and you feel like, yeah, I'm doing X, Y, Z because everybody else expects this of you at this age. But it takes a tough person and it takes a very confident person or someone who's willing to 
take that affirmative action even while they're scaled and build their confidence by propelling themselves forward by following their own heart. Mm -hmm. And when you follow your own heart, you won't be phased by people's criticisms or praises or if they value what you're doing or don't. You don't hold, you basically have not given your power away to somebody else. You're living for you. And I think that that's the first and foremost thing you should be doing at all times. What's the trick for focusing on the good? Like we just said, be grateful. And by being grateful, you have to focus on the good. What's like a trick that you have without stealing mine um, for focusing on the good? So I think gratitude is a huge one, obviously. And you mentioned that. Like if you can be grateful for things that you have, it's automatically going to shift you into a frequency of focusing on the good in your life. And I think I've mentioned this on our gratitude episode, but in my experience, it's impossible to be grateful and pissed off at the same time. Yeah. Like you, it's just not possible. And when I focus on gratitude, I'm you know incredibly thankful, and it automatically shifts me into a vibration of you know wanting the good, thinking about the good, and being very happy about it. And also, and this comes into gratitude a lot too. Is think about things that you have right now that you didn't at one point, right? Like. Think about the transition and the transformation as an individual that you have gone through in order to get these things. And that will help you focus on the good as well, knowing that today you are 365 days further in your life and in your growth than you were last year. And just being grateful for things like that and understanding like how far you've come. And we're in a society where we're always so, so, so focused on what's happening next. What am I going to do next? What's my next goal? Um, What's going to happen in the future that we forget about where we've come and where we're at in this very present moment, which is literally the most important thing, in my opinion. And you want to have you want to have goals. You want to have your sights set on what you want to accomplish in the future. But don't be so programmed by it that you forget about gratitude, about what you have already accomplished. Like we set incredibly high goals. But we're also very grateful about how far we've come, how much, you know, career growth we've had, how much spiritual growth we've had, how much growth together that we've had. Like, you really have to pay attention to that. And that's going to help shift your mindset into focusing on the good. It's easy to get to get distracted. It's like you want these things so bad. And it's funny, like we talked about this before, you when those things happen that you want so badly, it's like they happen and you have like this like high for like two minutes and then you're on to like the next thing that you need to accomplish or the next thing that you want. Mm-hmm. But it's very, very important to pause, stop, reflect, and look back at the progress you've made because that's what life's it's about progress, not perfection. Um, and there's good there's going to, I've accepted that there's never a point in life where you have it all or you're completely like, you know, one thousand percent. It's a mindset. Like it's not something that's materialistic or physical, I feel. Mm-hmm. A trick that I have to feeling good all the time. And by focusing on good things is at some point, usually I like to do this in the morning. I like to count the things that I'm super grateful for that I know that throughout the day I start to take granted, like I start to take take them for granted. So I wake up and I think about like, you know, you and I'm grateful for our home and like the roof over our head and, you know, the food downstairs. I'm grateful for our dogs. I'm grateful that we're all healthy. You know, before I go to bed, I always... um, text or speak with my family in some form so I'm grateful that they're awake and happy like and then I'm like on to praying like make keep everybody safe keep everybody healthy and that's how like that's where I start and then I get to the bathroom and I'm like I'm grateful for water I'm grateful for healthy teeth I'm grateful for like a health healthy hair you know it starts there and then I'm on my way to the gym and it's like I'm grateful for my gym membership I'm grateful for my car that gets me here I'm grateful for my body that it's healthy inside and out and I can partake in activities in the gym 
And so what does this do? Like gets me pumped and amped. And I have this feeling of like by the end of the day, by the end of the gym routine, the morning routine, I'm feeling like I have all the tools I need in life to be happy right now. And I have all the tools I need in life in order to take myself to the next step. So I'm going to give it my 100% today. And what does that translate into? Confidence. So count it. That's where you go for almost, I almost like choked up there i was like well what does this translate into (laughs) just the topic of the whole episode i know sorry so that's what that's what is important is focusing on the good stuff and if you're not a like it's you know you don't want to go into you're not a very cerebral person then you can absolutely write them down i mean keep a notepad and pen next to like your smoothie maker or something in the morning or your coffee maker and write 10 things that you're grateful for just spit them out at the top of your head and then think about them on your way to work or on your way to the gym it's a perfect way to like boost your confidence up and take on your day. Um, Number five, this fifth point that I have here is, and maybe you can help shed light on this because this is something that I still deal with. Mm -hmm. It's a fear maybe. I, I think fear is underlying it, but it's like a lack of confidence in really large, actually really large group settings are okay for me. It could be 50,000 people and I'm fine. Um, It's when it's small. And intimate so I would say anywhere between like two to like ten people um, that's where I I have a little bit of like my confidence kind of goes whoop. like I'm a very I'm a very hyper loud fun easy outgoing person when I know somebody mm-hmm. but then I, I shut down in other ways though and I think this is not I'm not the only one who deals with it a couple we, couple months ago you were talking about somebody you were talking about how it's very important to apply for jobs in person these days, not through LinkedIn or through um, job applications or these job websites. I'm a strong believer that, like, and I know this because I work in the technology field, that when you're applying for jobs, and this will draw into the point you're going to be making too, when you're applying for jobs at places, we are so disconnected from each other, even though technology is supposed to be a tool to connect us, right? So technology does connect us digitally to basically anybody we want to on the planet. But because of it, we've created more of a challenge in terms of human interaction and how to set yourself apart from other people when it comes to trying to go seek career opportunities. And if you are sending an a resume into any type of major organization. They have software programs that have algorithms that go through and scan specific keywords that are on your resume. So if you don't include specific keywords the right way for that particular job description, your resume will never hit the eyes of a human being. And if you're never hitting the eyes of the human being, you're never getting noticed and you're never getting a job. And what I think you have to do to actually get yourself noticed has a lot to do with confidence about being able to go above and beyond what every other person is doing, sitting behind their computer, sending off resumes. And that is to get up off your ass and go into that office and just introduce yourself in person. Like, Yeah, but ha- this, no, this is the problem. That, that's not, it's not as easy as you say it is. That's the point I'm trying to make. When you were saying that to me about somebody else, mm-hmm. I was trying to think about it in my own life. And I was like, I could, I don't have the confidence to walk door to door around anywhere I'm living and just introduce myself and kind of show that, I don't know what to call it, like not insecurity, but like that kind of like low place in life I might be in, like looking for a job. Like to me, it's, it's, it's kind of like, it's a tough situation to be in. It's hard. I'm very empathetic with those kinds of people. And I was an HR myself, so I know what it's like. And 
that's where I kind of just like, I don't have that confidence. I don't. So what's the trick to help people who have this social anxiety, which I think comes from a lack of self-confidence um, in many ways, maybe not all the ways, but in many ways, I think this kind of anxiousness that, that I get in small groups of people or intimate settings or in um, something like the, you know, the example we're talking about now that I don't have that confidence. What is a way to build that confidence? Because that's, that affects us. Like for people watching who might be able to relate to me, you will spend all day and the day before and probably a week before thinking about this dinner you have to go with these two people. It's always in your mind. It's like you can't stop thinking about it. And you like vamp yourself up so much, like you get so hyper and anxious that the day of all you want to do is be like, I don't want to go. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, in terms of how do you boost your confidence to do things like that, like Mm -hmm. being able to get over your social anxiety, there's there's nothing that externally, for most people, I'm not going to make a blanket statement, but for most people, there's nothing externally that is preventing people from like making it happen in their life. It is literally a mental blockade that that individual has created preventing them from going and doing that. So in the example that I used about getting away from behind your computer screen and going into a place of employment that you have a desire to work and introducing yourself to people in the office, there is nobody preventing you from doing that than yourself. And so until you can get over the mental barrier that you yourself have created, you're going to be in a very challenging position, especially with how competitive the career landscape is these days, right? You have to do something to set yourself apart. When I, when I got the opportunity to work with Capital Innovators, where I'm the COO right now, I didn't send a resume off to anybody. I literally just went to a co-working space in St. Louis one day and just walked into people's offices and was knocking on the door and learned what they were building. And uh, the reason I did that was because I knew if I sat behind my computer and just shot resumes off, I wasn't going to get noticed unless I had just some remarkable resume that was going to really attract attention and I hit the computer software the right way. So I'm a big advocate of like, leveraging technology as a tool but you still got to make sure you go above and beyond for that one-to-one human engagement because that's where you connect with people and but one thing people can do in terms of a mindset tool to get them over that the way i think about things is there is nobody on this planet who is better or worse than me and i am no better or worse than anybody else on this planet we are all connected and if you take that mindset you will not be fearful or have social anxiety to go talk to anybody. You'll walk up to the president of the United States and shake his hand and see how he's doing, right? Or you'll walk up to the biggest celebrity that you've had, you know, you idolized for your whole life. You'll walk up to them and be like, hey, how are you? It's great to meet you, right? Because nobody is any different than you. And you have to treat everybody that way with respect and humble yourself at the same time and understand that you can go out and do these things, but you just have to get that mental barrier away. Okay, so your advice is it's a mental barrier and only you can fix it and get over it, and it's to I'm no better or worse than anybody else and vice versa. Correct. Okay, something that's recently been helping me is that I feel like I've been reading a lot about this and now I've been starting to pick up on it is that 90% of the time, all those people are too focused on themselves too. 
no one's really focused on you that much as you think they would be. Yeah. You know, like you're always like eyes, all eyes on me and like, mm-hmm. what am I wearing? Did I say the wrong thing? Like you overanalyze your conversations after the dinner's over and you're on your way home. And it's like, no. People, people, people are, don't care. Yeah, they're they literally, care. they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their life. They're thinking about what they have to do when they get home or they're overanalyzing their conversations with you. They're not focused on you. And that's what's been helping me recently is where I, I do go and I, I do step out of my comfort zone and I just think like when I do feel those thoughts creeping up, I'm just like, oh my gosh, she was probably thinking about X, Y, Z. She has way more going on than I do. And then I'm like, usually sh- thinking about rap lyrics. And like then it comes. You would. I'm spitting flows in my head all day <laughs> you long. You would. You would. Okay, here's another way to stay confident. Um, focus on your own shit. Stay in your own lane. Okay, what I mean by that is. Too many of us are focused on what Sally and Susie and Dolly and Timmy. You, you, okay, and, hold up a sec. Hold up. A and sec. Pam, <laughs> do you like my name? Every, every time, every time you do an example with human beings in this podcast, you come up with like the most random names that I like I don't think I've ever met anybody in my life with these names. I've because never I'm met trying, anybody I'm named Dolly. I'm trying not to use names of people we know because then they're going to think that I'm talking about them, and that's not true. So well, I'm trying I'll to come up with like random names it. that we We're don't know. <laughs> you know. So, anyways. You can't be focused on what all these other people are doing. Um, you have to be focused on your stuff. And I think we talked about this last week with Instagram, the whole comparison stuff. I think comparing, focus on your own stuff so you're not comparing. And when you do compare or you kind of get off track and don't focus on yourself, I think that comparison of like, she's hotter than me, she's smarter than me, she sucks up to the boss more than me, so like that's why she's going to get a raise before I am like all these thoughts start to creep up because you're focused on that person you're focused on something outside of yourself which is leading to comparison which is leading your confidence to go down so always focus on your own stuff um read books you know hang out with your friends focus on your craft or your art and by that I mean your career whatever it is that you want to do or if you're doing it now get better at it expand at it focus in your own area because I truly do believe that we there is no limit to anything. You know, like when we started this podcast, I was telling you I was hesitant six months ago because uh, beginning of 2019, I guess like the podcast number was doubling, like everybody and their mother was creating a podcast. And My it's, mother actually. No, she was thinking about it. No, she, she was thinking about creating a podcast. So, and I wish she would have. Oh my gosh. So the point is that that shouldn't stop me. I had to immediately, you know, switch my mental you know, mindset to back to me and say, but I have something else to say. I have something else to create. I have a different way of wanting to go about it. I had to constantly bring myself back into my own lane and so that I wasn't fearful and lacked confidence and then didn't do it, didn't execute. Something too that I think it's important to note is that you were mentioning about stay focused in your lane and stay focused on your craft and dedicate your energy towards doing that. Mm-hmm. I think another reason why people lack confidence maybe in their craft is because they may be doing it on a daily basis, but they really haven't focused enough to reach a point of better mastering their craft. Yeah. And there's this old saying that it takes 10,000 hours of doing something until you reach a point of mastery with it. I think it's way more than that. And you really do have to put the time, energy, and effort into whatever your craft is every single day, seven days a week, as much as you possibly can in order to create a level of confidence in what you're doing that it just exudes with everything that you do right like I even literally like reached a point where I was like you know what I can be doing more than what I'm currently doing Mm -hmm. and I really reshaped 
how I thought about the structure of my day. I started to go to bed earlier. Now I'm kind of getting this habit of waking up at like 5 a.m. every single day so that I can be at the gym and home already by 6.30 in the morning. And then I'm in the office not too long after that just because I want to enhance my craft. Like I've become very good in the things that I do, but I want to become great. I want to become like a master with the things that I do so that I don't compete with anybody. I dominate with what I'm doing. Uh, in the markets that I'm attacking. And I want to make sure that in order to get there, I'm doing it in a way that I'm still focused on everybody else around me too, right? And so I think that the more time and energy and effort that you put into these things that maybe you don't have confidence in, over time, you'll know it inside and out so well and you'll become so good at it that your confidence level has nothing left to do but increase. Yeah, and you can't get better at something if you're trying to hit perfection constantly, right? Like when you're comparing yourself with somebody and you're not staying in your own lane by focusing on other people or other things outside of you or maybe you don't have all the resources to get something done this isn't just comparing yourself to other people you also have to focus on your own ship by saying i do have the tools necessary or i will get the tools necessary and launch or go and meet that person get that job get that promotion whatever you're trying to attain in life and i think that you have to be very careful with i can't do that because it's not perfect i can do we're gonna look back i already do look back at the first episode and i'm like ew Right. I'm actually listening to a book right now called The Innovator's Dilemma on, that has a lot of concepts about this point that talks about uh, people reaching this minimum viable prototype or minimum viable product in whatever it is that you're doing. And uh, I believe it actually comes from, uh, they're talking about another book called The Lean Startup, which is a great book. And what they discuss is if you are putting something out and you're not a little bit embarrassed yeah. about what you're putting it out, you put too much work into it. Yeah. Like you need to get whatever it is you're working you're too out. late. Exactly. Out as fast as possible so that you can get feedback from people to incorporate it and make it better. And if you focus too much on perfection, like Nina said, you'll never end up getting anything out and your confidence will still be low because you're not getting something of value in people's hands. Yeah. You have to focus on progress and you have to not care like it's the action it's the massive action that you're trying to take and then you adjust and progress as you go on that's just life like that's how you gain confidence too like i look back and say ill to my first episode but now i'm like what that gave me confidence today to start a video podcast mm -hmm. and i know i'll look back on this in a couple episodes and say oh my god well i'm talking with my hands i'm cutting him off he's cutting me off i'm looking to the left i'm looking to the right i know i'm doing some stupid things right now is this but uncomfortable no, but the point is, <laughs> but the point is you have to start somewhere. Um, you can't let that stop you. You know, you have to stay in your own lane and say, okay, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. Something else that people should be doing to gain more confidence is acceptance of oneself. I think we're, some, some of us are our own hardest critics and we judge ourselves to a very unhealthy level. And I think just allowing yourself to be and that starts with, I am who I am. I have the desires and dreams that I do have. They are different than other people. I am unique in my own way, which we all really are. I do see the world differently. I do carry myself differently. I don't fit into society or I do fit into society. Whatever it is, you have to start accepting yourself for who you are. The whole you, the inner and the outer, everything. And that will also give you confidence to be like, okay, well, this is me. What can I do now? What do I create now? What do I want to do now? And then you go off and do it because you're not so hard on yourself all the time. You're much more like relaxed and like chilled, you know? Um, if there you are, are being hard on yourself, meditate. 
for a hot minute. I think that's something that helps. Well, too. that'll like drop there, you into gratitude immediately. If there's ever times where like I feel like I'm being too hypercritical on things that I'm doing, because the only person that I am really critical on is myself in terms of trying to improve and enhance my abilities of everything I'm doing on a daily basis, that I'll have to sometimes actually just meditate a little bit longer than I did the day before to make sure that I'm just remaining calm so that I don't become too critical. And uh, that helps me. That helps with that objectivity. It helps with my calmness. And then it helps with that total acceptance of everything that I've done to date and that it's all going to be good moving forward as well. Yeah. There are two things that you can actively do to bolster your confidence. These aren't have to do with like mental or anything, but they're active things that you can, steps that you can take. And the first thing is do things to, that make you feel good. Um, invest in yourself. I think a lot of us, once again, look to the outside circumstances or external things, you know, wanting to party every weekend and go out and be around friends. If that makes you happy, fine. But that's also burning the candle at both ends sometimes. Relax, like nurture yourself, get your hair done, get your nails done, get a massage, go play tennis, go rap music if that's what you're into. (laughs) Do things that really make your soul happy because in turn, when you start to do that, You go back to feeling good, you go back to feeling grateful, and then you feel you can take on the world. You have to hit, like you said earlier, you're trying to hit all areas of your life and be the best that you can be, Mm -hmm. omnipresent. You have to do the same for yourself or else you are going to feel like this and your confidence will continue to plummet with it. So you have to do things to bolster your confidence, whether that's inner work or outer work, whatever it is, take time to do that. Invest in yourself. The second thing is, Get out of your comfort zone. And I know this is easier said than done, but if you're not pushing yourself with something at least once or twice a week, I feel that you're stagnant or you're hiding. Twice a day. Oh, whoa. Don't don't give 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 people the break. Listen. Push yourself every single day with multiple things. But I don't do, no, I I would say once a week. Um, You have to get, get out of your comfort zone. And when you do that, you're going to be leaning into your, lack of self-confidence. You'll be leaning into a fear or an an anxiety that you might have that's leading to lack of confidence. And when you lean into something, you have no choice but to like go through it and come out of it. Once you do that, Mm -hmm. you surprise yourself and you gain confidence like I did it, I can do it. And then you start to do that in all areas of your life. It continues to catapult over and over again Mm -hmm. in all areas of your life if you're conscious and aware enough to apply it. Something in terms of fear that you just mentioned, I think that people can alleviate fear and build up more confidence if they just move forward with something. I was actually reading this in a book recently that, you know, fear ends up becoming much bigger than what it ever should be if you're not taking action towards something. But if you realize you're starting to become fearful in a certain thing that you're doing within your life, start taking steps towards that. Create a plan and actively start pushing forward each and every day. And just the point of that action will begin to alleviate that fear and it will build your confidence up. Like if you ever notice that, you know, you'll create all these fears for an outcome that you think is going to happen and then you get to that outcome and it wasn't a bit like it happened fine, right? I don't know, whatever it could be, it just happens fine. And what you realize is that if you actually would have just taken steps sooner and quit waiting around so much and thinking about it, that was causing you to diminish your level of confidence in whatever this thing is, that you would have not had fear in the first place. So like, that's something I've been trying to implement a lot. Is I, if I ever like am wondering about the outcome of a certain thing I'm worrying on, 
I just like load up my day in terms of like the task that I can be doing to drive forward to it so that I don't think about it. I just go one direction. If that direction doesn't work, then I shift a little bit and reiterate and then move in a different direction. But at least I know by moving forward in one direction, I'm doing something and my confidence stays up from doing that. Well, that's a tricky one though, because you don't want to do things just to be doing them. Remember, like you don't want to be working at something and toiling at something just to say, just to be busy. I understand where you're coming from, but what I'm saying is if you're, if you have a goal for what you want to accomplish, right? And you are fearful for how you're going to attain that goal until you start taking steps in any direction, you are going to continue to be fearful because you're going to be thinking oh, about it, I right? Oh, I get what you're saying. Okay. So I'm saying you don't. You may not even know what the right direction is, but you got to do something. You got to take action. And then I you measure what, the results. That, that goes that's into what I'm our saying. next I'm not point. saying, yeah. Okay. That, the, the concept of being busy just to be busy versus you know having some direction towards what you're trying to do is, is a little bit different, I think. You have to, this goes into our next point. You have to map map shit out plan it out put write it on a chart i have to write like write things out on pieces of paper that are like this big like brian sees them all over the house and then i have to visualize i have to see it there first of all it's jumbled in my head i have to put it on paper and then i have to act like i have to do this 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 all of a sudden your fear or lack of confidence of how am i going to get there turns into or like you know because it's such an unknown factor of how i'm going to get there goes into oh here's the map here's the plan i wrote it out I mapped it out in my head. Um, or some people are just kind of like, they go. They just do it. Um, I think you're like that in a lot of ways too. You do plan your days out and your weeks out, but I feel that you're very good at in the moment, go. You know, I'm more Everything's like- Everything's a process too. So yeah. I, we were even talking about this the other day that mm-hmm. I sometimes will not write down like A goal, B goal, C goal, D goal, like all the way to get to this one outcome. I'll know what the outcome is and I'll just start going after things and then measuring everything that I'm doing to try to validate my outcomes. And even in that scenario, like it ends up being this like A, B, C, D. And I was talking to you about this concept of I was developing the relationship with this new company. And, uh, you know, it starts with an email and then it comes to a phone call and then it comes to a second phone call. Then they bring in more team members and then they get interested in a proposal. Like everything, even if you don't have it marked out as step one, step two, step three, it becomes like this bullet pointed process. I I compared that situation to remember. It's like when you're texting, you text somebody and then you're sitting there waiting and you see the three dots. It's like the the, the real life version of the three dots. The three dots. On an iPhone. You're waiting. You're with the three. And then the three dots go away and you still don't get a response. You're like, huh? It's, It's the three dots in life. And you're so right that everything is a process. Nothing just happens like that. And as much as I want things to happen like that and wish they would, I feel like now you and I, in our 30s are becoming comfortable with, okay, it's going to take its time. Everything has a process. Everything has its own timeline, its own way of doing things. All you can do is continue to check yourself though. Um, Massive action in the direction of whatever you're trying to attain, whether it's a fitness goal, a career goal, a job change, a new friendship, a rekindling friendship, a, a relationship, Whatever you're trying to attain in life is a process. Even becoming more self-confident, which is what we're talking about today, is a process. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fall on my face 10 times more probably in all the things that we're doing currently in our life. But I'm now I'm at a place where I'm okay with that and I expect that and I know it, but I'm going to take all of those things, evaluate them, and see how I can get better as I go and learn and become more confident in the next thing. There are still things that, 
I have a lack of self-confidence with, but I'm actively working on them and I know it's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. It's going to take a couple massive actions, like put myself out there, get out of my comfort zone, say yes to this, say yes to this, say yes to this, and then I'm going to get over that hump eventually. Is there anything for you in your life that you still have a little shaky confidence with? Hmm. I really don't know. I'm curious because you are a very confident person. You know, something that I just mentioned a second ago that I think has been really helpful in trying to alleviate any things that maybe I had diminished confidences is this concept of taking a step and continuing to take steps when I have an uncertain outcome. And so I think what I used to be have a little bit of a lack of confidence is, is that say I had this goal that I wanted to accomplish, but I didn't know how it was going to happen. And I would maybe sit around longer than what I should have in terms of like taking action to try to make something happen with this. So that would cause me to think about things more and then it would cause my confidence to lower because I would come up with all this, you know, false evidence in a sense that was just happening within my head, Mm -hmm. which never ended up occurring anyway. And then it would cause my confidence to go down about this particular goal that I was going after. And one of the things I've really tried to implement is that whenever I have this goal, just start moving towards it each and every day. You know, even if I end up spending a day that does a bunch of things that don't result in any value, at least I had an assumption as to why I thought that would be valuable and I was doing something. And so I'm not sitting around thinking about it. I'm actually taking this action to get there. Um, So that's something for me that I think has helped a lot. I wasn't always that way, but just recently I've been trying to become a lot better at And I've just noticed a tremendous difference in terms of your confidence boost because, you know, when you do things, you get data on whether it's working or not. It brings you clarity. Exactly. Doesn't it? Like it it shows you what's working or what's not working or it shows you you did this and you could do this better next time in X, Y, Z ways. That's what it does. It gives you clarity. Mm -hmm. And for those people... I was listening to a podcast by Maria Forleo. I think that's how you say her name. And she was talking specifically about people changing careers. And I know I talk about that a lot because I did that myself. So she talks about people changing careers and she's like, some people, some of us, and I and I related to this, we like a lot of things. You know, we're good at business. We're good at creativity. We like to speak. We, we're good writers or we're good designers. We're very artsy and craftsy, but we're also legal minded. We're, you know, we're this, we're that. Um, I felt she was like speaking to me when she was talking about this. This is a couple years ago, a couple months ago, sorry. And in saying that, she goes, but then you're like, well, what kind of job do I find? What is my career? What's my purpose? What's my path? And she's like, write those five or six things down that you do enjoy. Like write them all down that you're good at. Go find jobs in those areas and start taking massive action in each direction. Try this out for three months, try that out for two months, and on and on and on. What it's going to help you do is you're going to learn, okay, scratch this. I thought I was good at this or liked it, but I don't. Um, this didn't feel that great as I thought it would. And you get to be, you get to have clarity around what it is that you inherently feel like you like. And you're like, okay, I really like doing this. I kind of sucked at it, but I can spend the rest of my life perfecting this craft now. Yeah. It gives you clear. It tells you what you want to do, which way you want to go. You know, after thinking about it, I think the only thing recently that I've really had just barely any confidence about because I had never done it before is I signed a deal to do a uh, a rap tour in nursing homes around the metropolitan St. Louis area. I didn't know how they were going to react. How'd they react, Ryan? Please enlighten our audience. Well, they all showed up with brand new pen tennis balls on their walkers. Mm. So, uh, they were looking fresh to death in there and then they were eating like some gravy and you know 
but it worked out good. Did they know your lyrics? They did. They did they dance? Along. Did they sing along? They were singing along. They enjoyed it. It's really good. Did you enjoy it? I enjoy everything. Oh, okay. All right. There's a little like point or like something like comment that I wanted to make. And I, I think I already talked to you about this. The difference between cockiness and confidence. The, I what still, is the difference between the I two? still stand by what I said earlier and I'll say it again. Go ahead. Oh, I think that I don't really think that people, I think cockiness or confidence is not only in the person, I think the person looking or passing that judgment on the person, it's in the eyes of the beholder who can say that that person's cocky versus confident. And the reason I, I was thinking about this, I could be wrong, I don't know, that's just what I think lately, is that, you know, my friend and I could be looking at you and she can look at you and say, oh wow, he's so confident. And I can look at you and think, no, he's a cocky prick. Do you see what I'm saying? But to you, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're confident. She thinks you're confident. Maybe five more people think you're confident. But to me, you're coming off as I'm perceiving you to be cocky. Mm -hmm. So what I was trying to make my point with that was I don't think people should be worried about trying to come off as being too confident or being labeled as cocky. I don't think it matters. What's your take on that? I think there's definitely a differentiator between confidence and cocky. And I think you can definitely perceive it off of people, whatever they're portraying. I think it's that. cute when someone's kind of cocky, though. I mean, there's a, I mean, there's like a fine line, I think. If they have a reason are. to be, though, I will say that. But then again, that's my judgment and my perception. Yeah. I think it just has to do with people's personal opinion. Like you just said, somebody yeah. could view one person as confident. Another person could view that person as very cocky. I mean, I think that you can definitely be confident in what you do. But you always have to have a humbleness about you. And when you don't have the humbleness about you, to me, it's when you see that triggered ego. And that's where you see the arrogance come out and the cocky in people. Like, I did this because this and this and no one can touch me like this and that. Like, yeah, you may want to have that mindset in terms of like trying to be great at what you do. But in terms of outwardly projecting that and outwardly talking about that, like, you know, I think that's kind of where some of these lines get crossed because the well, ego like comes out in people. That sounds like a show off, though. Well, Maybe, that, like maybe a, people will people maybe maybe that it does come out. I don't know. Yeah, be, be cocky. What I always say is, I'm not cocky. I'm just confident because there's never any hate, only compliments. Fifty Cent said that, not you. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Well, he trademarked it. He said, me. "I'm not and I licensed. I'm it. not cocky. I'm and then confident." I got the mechanical royalties. Oh my off gosh! Of it. Let's talk about Got books. It. Books about confidence. Number one, You Are a Badass by Jen Cicero. Um, this book doesn't really feel like a self-help book. That's why I would recommend it. It's kind of like talking to a girlfriend who is super self-educated and very confident and kind of like a girl's girl but got her shit together. It doesn't really sound like a, oh, you need help and this is how you boost your confidence. It's actually a fun read. The second book is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown. This one touches on the same point that we made earlier that you kind of have to let go of self-judgment. Don't be so self-critical. Accept yourself. Love yourself. Be grateful for those things and for who you are and how you are and how you came into this world and your confidence will start to ooze through. The third book is The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. This is more of an interactive book, meaning it's like a 12-month plan and it kind of takes you to like this happiness point. And when you're happy, they say you exude confidence on its own and all these things come from within. So it goes like month by month and teaches you to work on certain areas of your life, completely malleable and adaptable to the reader. So it's kind of like a um, personalized plan. And the quote... Sure. So the quote we have for today is, you can't let praise or criticism get to you. 
it's a weakness to get caught up in either one. And I think that is a really important point because... Do you like that one? I picked that one. Well, well I think it's good because this one actually... Was, this one was good for me because I feel like my confidence... I only have lack of confidence when I'm afraid of criticism or how it's going to be taken by other people or not. Or if like, you know, my value falls. And that's something I have like really ramped up in the last three to five years it doesn't bother me that much but it's something i'm still very very aware of and now someone can say something negative about me or not accept me for what i'm doing or not like what i'm doing it doesn't bother me i still keep going but in the past i have like been frozen in my tracks so this one helps me gain like whether someone's giving me praise or criticism doesn't matter to me because I'm doing or trying to be the person that I love. I'm doing what I love to do. I'm trying to be the best person that I can be. Can't make everybody happy. So I'm free. I'm completely unattached to any external validation that could possibly come to me. I, ha I hold no value to that anymore. So I think the part of the quote that says you can't let praise or criticism get to you has a lot to do with that point we were just talking about, about cockiness and confidence, because when people get criticized, it can lower their confidence, right? Diminish that. And some people, when they get too much praise, it turns them cocky. Their ego comes out, right? There's no because such they, thing as cockiness. Because they keep, uh, you know, they keep getting their ego inflated because people keep praising them for all these good things they're doing. And then soon enough, maybe they get programmed to think that like they can do no wrong. So they develop this, you know, arrogance to them. So that's how I kind of interpreted that quote, but it's a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed that. This is our first video podcast. Um, please tell us any feedback. Your criticisms won't matter to me one bit, just so you know. <laughs> Your praises, I will accept <laughs> them, but they won't matter to me either. I will keep going. We will keep going. But um, please tell us what we can do differently to enhance this. Tell us what we maybe could get better at or what we were good at. Either one's Everything. Fine. All data Everything. is valuable. We will analyze it and we will use it to make ourselves better. So yep. we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Take care. Thanks, guys.